This episode of Audio Live is brought to you by True Car. Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Right here we are. It's three thirty. It's Thursday. I'm Dave Villa. I'm Tommy Elwell. What's up, Dave Tommy Villa. Elwell? What's up, yo? How you doing today? I'm, I'm doing wonderful, man. I ready? You you're doing. I work with you. I mean, that hair awesome. though, huh? That you hair though. I put my hair, hair back. Though. You haven't like asked it? me. You may work with me, brother, but you haven't asked me how I was doing today. That's true. I just assume you're doing pretty good. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just closed a couple. Uh, what, at least one deal today so far. Yeah, you closed three or four deals this or three deals this week. Good, been, good, been a good week. God's good to me. Amen. Good job, brother. Thank you, Jesus. We're here. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live. Get on Twitter. Get on Facebook, and uh, we're going to have a really interesting topic today. Oh. And uh, last week, I want to thank everybody who uh, uh, complimented the uh, the show. I thought the last week's show was um, was. Uh, was uniquely interesting and, and came off. You know, I, what I liked about last week's show, for those of you that, that, that didn't get a chance to see it, I'd recommend going uh, to autodealerlive.net and checking out any of our archive shows. Uh, there's hundreds of on there. And um, the last week had a really good show, had a good good feedback. And I think that we were, you know, it, it, was, it was a really good discussion. And today I'm looking forward to the same thing. We've got some interesting folks on, some great car people. We're going to be talking about a topic, Tommy, that I think has got a lot of controversy wrapped around it, one way or the other, because nobody likes change. And, and by the way, by saying that comment, we're not advocating one side or the other, per se. And, uh, of course, we have no bias here. But one thing is for sure, is for sure change is inevitable That's right. in life, right? Yes, yes. I changed uh, my underwear as, as recent as I'm this morning. glad. I'm glad. So thank you for changing. You know, you're welcome. I do it for the family. I do it for the kids. <laughs> I got my cologne in here today. I, got a I get a little. I get a little. Look at this little black bag. Little sample of some 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 fragrances just came in for me. I'll be opening <laughs> that in the commercial break. Just saying. Yeah. This don't. I change my cologne every day. Sometimes I change it up. I've got like 30 different ones just to it's, smell fresh. For the fact. Fe- this the, sounds a little weird, man. Why? Just people don't touch. know you well enough to you know you can't you can't here's the deal like, you, can't, good. you can't like infuse I have to the infuse something to I got nothing you. what else okay so here's the deal I like I like very young I've always liked good smelling stuff right like always, frankincense and myrrh frankincense myrrh uh, cheeseburgers on the grill all that stuff right so I found a, a little niche where I get all these you know I, I get I, I like good fragrances and I order them and I spend money on them and I've got you buying some stuff too so don't act like you don't like this is foreign. No, no, I mean, you, I, you I know, just don't you, talk about it. Like he that. just doesn't mix his cologne addiction with Auto Deal Alive. 
Ah, so fresh. Fresh Speaking of fresh today, man, we want you to listen. We're going to give away some fresh hats. Oh, look at that. Look at this, man. Good job, bro. We're going to give away some fresh hats. Cereal sales pro hats are in. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, man. Our sales team is all, you have have to earn one of these bad boys. Unless. You're top salesman for like five years. Can I get one? (laughs) Unless. Here's the deal. Unless you are today's tweeter leaders. These are, listen, these hats, man. These hats are selling for like 30 bucks or 29 bucks or something like that. But here's the deal. They're yours for free. Top influencers get them. You don't have to wait for these to come in. They're here. We got a box of like a hundred or a couple hundred in yesterday, and so um, and, and because we had some sales come in off of it, so we ordered some new ones. Yeah. And uh, you're going to get them. So we're going to give them away. Uh, They're right here. Serial Sales Pro Hats. Come on, man. Grab yours by being the top influencer on Facebook or Twitter. And I'm going to tell you something, man. I get stopped everywhere. I'm not kidding you. I have people, uh, uh, somebody, he wasn't even in sales. Reached out and said, hey, where'd you get the hat? Can I get one? The guy's not a salesperson whatsoever. Said, no. He works at like, you know, like like a hospital or something, you know. Um, and uh, anyway, cool stuff. Top influencers are going to get the hats today. They'll get shipped out right away. Yep. Hey, uh, uh, Curtis Snyder, no, it's not a man bun. If you see from the side. Hey, well, somebody, just Arnold just tweeted. And I got to say this real quick. It's not Arnold it's just not tweeted a- and he still hasn't gotten his book. Well, somebody. Send the man his book. We got about 85,000 books out there. Bring it to me. I'm going to sign it. It's my book. Bring it. I think it's mine. I don't know. Whatever book you want. Arnold, tell us what book you're missing of of, of your Auto Dealer Live collection. It's coming your way, baby. It's got an Auto Dealer Live room. Arnold, if it doesn't come your way, then you have my permission to take Mike's bobblehead, all right? Oh. The, the it's holy coming. grail of bobbleheads. Jeez, just, that'll never happen. What are we saying about your hair? We got three minutes here before commercial. No, I just gonna... said, somebody Curtis said, Curtis Snyder asked, he's like, hey, Tommy, tell me it ain't so. That's not a man bun. No, it's not a man bun. It's top knot. It's not a top knot either. My head's <laughs> freaking pulled back. I've got long hair. Yeah. And I'm starting to get in my There's way. There's not a lot of form to it. It's more of like a mud flap. As opposed to a... It's like a reverse mullet. Kind of. Yeah. It's none of those things. It's, it's a grouper. Pulled, it's I mean, it, it kind of follows the terms of a mullet. So your your business up front and party in the back. <laughs> so I'm getting I'm kind of digging the funky fresh music in my ear. I'm not sure if you can hear that out in in radio land. Do they hear the funky music. freshness? They hear it. Okay. So we have a great Hold show on. today, man. And um, yeah, you got it, Arnold. It's my book. It's coming your way. I will sign it when we, I'll sign it on the freaking show. Bring me a mic. Have somebody bring a book in here. We're going to sign it so Arnold can see that this is his book and it's going to be sent out today. And I apologize about the delay on that because um, somehow they got missed in the translation. So get on Twitter, get on Facebook. The hats are yours for the top influencers. Today, <laughs> well, go ahead, man. Let's talk no, about some... Not about some CJ Romig, uh, he figured me for a Jakar guy. You couldn't be more wrong. Jakar. <laughs> Jakar. Like, like, like 1980s called in one of their clone back. Yeah, exactly. That stuff was the bomb. Let me tell you something. I'm 43, man. I was, I was like, you know, I was in high school, you know, in the late 80s, graduated in 1990. And let me tell you something about Jakar. Your car went with me on a many a date. You, you know what I'm saying, man? It was like it was something that like just smelt so incredible back then, right? But it's it's and, not and that I, way anymore. Yeah, and hey Arnold, yes, I do actually own Creed hey, Aventus as hey, <laughs> That was a show my kids watched. I do own hey, Aventus. Oh, I was I actually wearing Aventus yesterday. Creed Aventus, a phenomenal cologne. Dave his favorite is Suntal, one of the ones he Creed. wears quite often. Yep. Creed is a great house. Yes. I'd love to talk it. about cologne so, all look, day. Arnold loves it. He's like, that's the best cologne ever. It's a definitely a, it's a definitely uh a, a compliment getter. Do you see that he's more passionate about cologne than he is uh, anything else? Pretty much. Hey, listen. Let's talk about today's show. <laughs> and well, I know uh, more about Alexandria than Howard show, excited why. about today's show. Thank you, Alexandria. And uh, she tweeted out, "We know how to get her attention." And uh, she is oh, um, ninja. a regular tweeter. Hey, listen. Here's the deal, man. Today's show is going to be all about the online 
buying experience. And, and, and we're going to have some great guests on. We're going to have a great dialogue. I'm sure you out in Facebook, Twitter land, listening, dealers that are listening, you always email us. I mean, there's a lot of our audience, um, thousands of listeners that don't, that at least if you do, you're not uh, on Facebook or Twitter. To us, um, there's a group of several hundred that do that. But um, the majority of listeners will email questions in and so forth but in comments. And so we hear from you. And one of the things I think that is going to be a unique twist today, Tommy, is it's going to be talking about online buying. And we're going to be talking about buying the hype or not buying the hype. Where are we headed? Some say that you know we'll be left behind if we don't embrace it. And I want to question today's guests when we bring them on and discuss the online e-commerce aspect from a dealership's perspective. Okay, not from a third party or not from another another component, right. and, and maybe we will talk about that because one yeah. of the guests on I think is going to be bringing that perspective as well. But we have some dealers on as well, and I'm anxious to hear about what these guys have to say. What about you? I am too. I think uh, there's so much talk about. I mean, it seems like we're on the the cusp of a big you know big change in the industry. I think a lot of this stuff is already either or are we has already started it or, or no or, or are we or are we is the change being you know is the change being I, I, listen, I know I say this a lot, but this is this is my question, and I'm going to save it. But is the change really happening as fast, or is 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 it is it the is it a minority or the majority? Is it is it you're behind the eight ball, or is it just hey this could happen and could be done? Or is there a conspiracy to make everybody <laughs> thinks that everything Uh-oh. everyone's behind the, the eight ball, and <laughs> now there's all these companies probably say you're behind the eight ball, and they're like oh shoot I got to get on the ball. I see one of I'm our guests smiling stuff. already about that. About that, he's he's. Uh, I think That's he's gonna. He's got something to say about that. That's all right, all so we're gonna go to guests. The next up um, on Auto Dealer Live, right around the corner, right after this commercial break, is our online buying. Don't buy the hype panel. We've got dealers on the panel. We've got um, automotive professionals on the panel. We have a great, great conversation. Uh, you don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. The next up. See you in two and two. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live. Same bat channel. With rising competition and shrinking profit margins, you need every resource available to help you succeed. TrueCar has the ability to be the most powerful tool in your arsenal. Go with the pros who know. Your dealership wouldn't trust its vehicles in the hands of an uncertified technician. So why trust its finances with accounting firms that don't know your business? Rosenfield & Company knows the automotive industry and has been serving dealerships like yours for over 20 years. We take pride in helping our clients grow from single point stores to some of the largest dealer groups in the country. We are more than just your accountants. Our team can guide you through mergers and acquisitions, operational reviews, succession planning, and more. Visit us on the web for more information at www.rosenfieldandco.com. Jason Rice from LotPop, and let me tell you what we do to help dealerships increase used car sales 20 to 30 percent in gross and volume. Three areas we focus on, trend reports, we look at weekly trends that no one else is trending to make adjustments on our inventory. Two is we do weekly review calls to review those trends, but also we dig through every car that needs to be price adjusted to increase the searches. And three, we do a virtual lot walk, make sure every car is standing tall in line and make sure we don't have bad photos like these. Check out our website, lotpop.com our blog at automotiverevolution.com and our weekly video tips at increaseturn.com. Thanks.
Hello, I'm Alan Ram, president and founder of Alan Ram's Proactive Training Solutions. Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself. Your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by me that teaches managers how to effectively manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, please call my team at 866-996-4665. Once again, 866-996-4665. Thank you. Service Group has over 40 years of experience empowering dealerships to grow profits, develop personnel, and provide their customers with a high level of service. We offer high quality products, world-class servicing, and innovative training and technology. Meet our team, first-class trainers, the best account managers, and an executive team that's second to none. This is your Service Group team. We look forward to giving your people the power to I'm excited about the future of TrueCar, and I hope you are too. As we evolve our product and service, we'll keep listening to dealers and making even more enhancements based on your ongoing feedback. All right, here we are, man. We're back. There's your book, Arnold. There's your book. All right. Without further ado, we're going to jump into the next up panel on Auto Dealer Live. T? The Don't Buy the Hype panel is in full effect, brother. <laughs> you want right. to announce everybody? You know. Sure. We have Kevin Fry, e-commerce director of Jeff Weiler, automotive family. Candace Crane, owner of Crane Automotive Resources. Micah. Man, I, I, I you know what? Misha. Is that Misha? Misha. Is Misha? Misha? It looks like Misha. I'm uh, you know what? I'm going to have to have Misha pronounce it. I don't want to mess his last name up. So I'm, you know what? I don't want to do that to him. So Misha is going to be able to announce himself. He's a CEO of Prodigy. He's actually the author of the article that we're going to be bringing up here on the show as well. We have Jake Sadikoff, general manager of Stephen Kia. We have uh, Kyle Costa, the internet sales manager at Bustard Chrysler in Ontario, Canada. Uh, guys, uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I know that we're winding down the month. So uh, many of you that are at dealerships um, are obviously focused on closing your month out. So we're going to jump right into content. 
and uh, so the listeners can um, you know can can weigh in on this. Very excited about this topic. Um, and you know what? First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask uh, Mike uh, uh, Misha. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, brother. We're gonna straighten it out here when you talk, Misha. CEO Prodigy wrote an article that kind of got our attention on Dealer Refresh. I believe that's where it was posted on online sales isn't the future of car buying. And uh, let me ask you this, man. Um, and, and you're lucky if, if you really mean that because you may get some rocks thrown at you by some of the people on the panel. I'm not really sure, Candace. But here's the um, question I would have. Was that sarcastic? Did you mean that? How far are you willing to take it? Describe it. And first of all, tell us your last name. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's Micaiah. Micaiah. I was close. We were so close. It's a hard C. You know, we need to teach our guys. We need to teach our guys how to pronounce and get the correct pronunciation of, of names because I just jacked your name all up. <laughs> go ahead, sir. Okay. Okay. Go, so go I ahead. So used to it. So it's full name's Micaiah Rorson. and yeah. So um, I wrote the article, obviously, and what, what I was trying to convey in the article, I think, is you know, it's not necessarily. Um, a future that is a reality for the auto industry, but for many consumers, it's an expectation. And what I mean by that is, well, and honestly, I'm the CEO of the company, and when, I, when, I, when we started this company, we thought we were building something really revolutionary and cool. And it was actually a little bit of a, um, an ego blow, if anything. When we talked to customers, they're like, eh, it, it wasn't that cool. I was like, of course I bought the car in mine. Like, why wouldn't I? I have my my underwear shipped in an hour from Amazon. Like, I buy everything online. Um, and, and so the article's point was really to bring up the fact that, hey, it may not be the current reality of all dealerships, but for a lot of consumers, it is the current reality. And that's what I meant by that article. Okay. And Kevin, Kevin Fry, I, wanna, I know you're, you're, you have some opinions on this, and, and uh, as do all of our guests. Um, and let me ask you this. I mean, I too, I mean, a couple of weeks ago on our show, um, you know, when, when I first found out about Amazon Prime now, I mean, we had, some, we had, a, we had a gift that, that one of our uh, listeners won that day delivered on air. We, we tracked, I forgot the guy's name, I think it was Han, and we tracked Han as he was driving here. He's here in 20 minutes. So I, too, order things, and I, I paid extra money to have it shipped here now. Oh, that was fun. You know, and, and, and so, but here's my question. I, you know, I buy that online, but I've, three weeks ago, but I've also visited Publix four times since then. You know what I mean? I mean, I bought, you know, my wife some shoes online a couple weeks ago, but I've also gone to Nordstrom three times since then. So, Kevin, yeah, I can buy something online, but am I ready to say it's a revolution or am I hyping this thing up? Because as pointed out in, in, in the article that we're discussing here, depending on what side you're on, it's either, it's either man, you're going to get left behind or it's all hype. Kevin, which one is it, man? Set this record straight, brother. I don't think it's all high, but I do say uh, it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when and how. And uh, I really enjoyed the article on Dealer Refresh. I thought it was great because of the way uh, he showed that it was an expectation. I guess where I would probably differ in some opinion is that where that expectation is at now. Mm -hmm. And while I, also, I pride myself in being a leader in the industry, at heart I'm a capitalist, as are most people out here they are on the front lines of dealerships. And, uh, and we're going to look at it from this standpoint. We're going to transition along with this, but we'll probably do it as the market forces our hand because we want to retain and utilize a model that allows us to maximize profitability as long as we can. With that said, I still have a lot of insight and opinion on how dealers should prepare 
I think we'll get there at this point, but uh, am I going to jump on right now to completely transact? No. Okay. Um, go, I mean, let me go to uh, let me go to a general manager here, Stephen Kia. Uh, Jake, uh, did I say your last name right, Jake? Uh, Sotokoff. Yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah, it's good. Well, thanks for joining us, man. I heard great things. Uh, um, actually, uh, who turned turn this on to Jake? Um, obviously, he's, he's the general manager of a strong store. Uh, Troy Spring uh, turned us on to Jake, and I appreciate you coming on. Um, let me ask you this, man. What's your opinion on 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 this, Jake? And and listening to Kevin and listening to um, Micaiah. Did I get that right? Micaiah, no, yes. I, All right. What, what's I your think, opinion, Jake? I think it will exist, but I don't see it becoming mainstream as far as you know, the same way Amazon is. Amazon's easy, it's convenient, but the same way that, like you said, you can go into Nordstrom's. I've never bought clothing online, and. Mm-hmm. And that being said, there's an old saying in the car, the, the feel of the wheel seals the deal. Customers still need to drive cars. There's still a lot of complicated things that you know inhibit most customers from actually being able to buy a car online. Credit, trade-ins, payoffs, uh, being able to configure their own terms. Most customers, you know, in, at least in my market, are not astute enough to be able to complete that transaction or have the ability to do that on their own. Let me ask you this. What's in, what, what needs to change even if, okay, say that, say it even, it does take off a very small segment of the population wants to do it. What, what has to change internally? Like somebody tweeted, uh, okay, who gets the commission? If it's a, uh, if it's a, um, if it's an online transaction, like what has to change in house? Uh, what infrastructure has to change on your guys? end? do you foresee, you know, I, I think it's still, it could be a function of the BDC. I don't believe it's going to be a fully automated, buy it now, here's my credit card information, cards paid for. Mm-hmm. You know, people are still going to have questions. They're still going to have to do title work. They're still going to have to do lots of government official, you know, regulations. It, it's not going to be just a, a turnkey, I'll have the card delivered to your house or you pick it up kind of deal. There's still going to be paperwork involved and so on and so forth. Candace, I mean, there's 350 million people roughly in the U.S. So, I mean, isn't it, isn't it, a, isn't it too expensive of a purchase to realistically think that this is going to become anytime soon a large market share of, of, of issue, or I mean, I mean, address that. Or is it is it always going to be somewhat niched? Is it is it you know? I mean, what are we looking at here? These are these are real. I think that anybody that says obviously uh, the clip that the Today Show plays all the time. You know, back when uh, what was the lady that left it? We used to be with Matt Lauer, the um, uh, Katie Kirk when they when they were sitting on the couch and they said this this you know they were talking about the internet and she said something like well this thing called the internet and they didn't know what it was i mean anybody that 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 doesn't believe that obviously you know is on another planet but i think this is different this is about purchasing and so are we these are real issues that have to be looked at candace i mean is it 350 million people in the population are we hyping this up is it going to be a niche talk talk about some of these issues that need to be overcome first i don't believe it to be a niche i believe that the customers are demanding a different way to purchase a vehicle, and we as an industry have to respond. Um, you know, I spent some time on Penske's website today in preparation for this call um, and looked at their preferred purchase program, and, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed. They, they did a great job of building uh, the, their website to put the customer in control of the buying process 
so you are able to chat, you're able to call, or you're able to walk through the process online, which includes obtaining financing as well as um, receiving a, a bid on your trade. Very similar to the, the process that Carvana does and, and, and Vroom. Um, you know, I, I think that there are some systemic problems with the way that we go about doing business and customers are tired of it. So they are going to force us to change. Um, if we can solve some of these <clears throat> systemic problems, like reducing the transaction time, putting the customer back in control, um, you know, don't have, not allowing it to be an entire day buying process, then I think the customers would be more happy to come into the, into the dealership to buy. But at this point, absent any other options, they don't want to do that. So, yes, I think that they are turning towards other solutions, such as purchasing and completely online. Kyle, I mean, somebody tweeted in, how will it affect a dealer's CSI? How will purchasing the entire process being online, how will it affect a dealer's CSI? And also, Kyle, where are these statistics coming from? I mean, what statistics are, where is the demand? I mean, that's a strong word Candace used. Maybe I should ask her, but Kyle, where's the demand? What's, what, where's the demand coming from? Are people charging car dealerships and they're saying, hey, I'm not going to, I demand an online experience? <laughs> and I'm asking that question because I want to, I want to know the answers to it. And, and, and so Kyle, weigh in on that and then maybe add to, uh, answer the question of one of the listeners on Twitter that said, how will it affect a dealer's CSI? Well, to go with the CSI, I really think right off the bat, I think it actually helps CSI and raise it because the process, when most of it's being done online, as long as you're thorough and helping the customer throughout everything and letting, letting them know, setting up delivery, paperwork, customers are going to be happy. They're going to feel like they did a lot less because they never, never really had to leave their living room. From there, I think it's just going to go through the roof, better online reviews. Um, and I think it's the way of the future. I think the customers are asking for a faster process with everything. Um, and it's like everything. They're tired of the long, gone-out car process. They don't want to spend hours in the dealership anymore. So they're going to force the dealership to change. And I strongly think the dealers that don't change are going to get left behind. I just wonder what people are going to do. I always wonder what people are going to do. Like, like hey, you want a car? You're gonna do it our way, slappy. Or, you know, I mean, I always think like the like. There's not like like new car dealerships are like at vending machines yet. So I always wonder like the Arnold know. actually just tweeted out Candace that he liked vending machines until he met you. Oh, you have you have you have assisted him in in his. Uh, he, now he despises. Now he gets like now he, he buys it from he the convenience store. He passes by a uh, <laughs> a Gatorade machine. Well, here, uh, uh, there's Gatorade vending machines. Sure, there is. no, they don't. Have Gatorade. Yeah, they have I'm them in the sure Pepsi machines. <laughs> Anywho, um, well, you know, uh, here's here's one thing. I saw. I'm looking through Twitter as there's a lot of people comment on it. Uh, Ed Brooks uh, at Velocity Sales. He said that um, starting the deal online will be commonplace very soon. I, I see that as more of a um, I see that as more of a reasonable option where people can go online. Start start that process, but then end up showing up at the dealership and then finishing it that way, actually doing the 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 normal walkthrough. But actually, instead of instead of that initial walk on the lot and then that preliminary stuff, that's going to be done online. Does that, everybody agree with that or no? Well, yeah, Bakaya, Jeff, let me ask you. My wife will not return. She'll buy a freaking three hundred dollar pair of shoes or whatever, and if they're the wrong size, I mean, she'll procrastinate. You know, sending those back. I can imagine. I walk into the closet and there's like three pairs of shoes in a box that she never sent back. And, you know, That's I can imagine walking started. in the garage and finding a couple cars there, you know, that she didn't send back. I mean, let's address that for a second. I mean, are we realistically, I mean, seriously, like, I mean, people don't like sending crap back, right? I mean, like, you know, I mean, honey, there's a Miata or... out in the parking lot in the garage. Did you, uh, did you buy a Miata this afternoon? <laughs> what? Seriously, M- M- Makai, address that, you know, and I know you don't have all the answers, but yeah. I mean, 
Go ahead, sir. No, so it's a good point. Um, we're, we're venture-backed, and so I've spoken to a lot of investors that uh, have numbers that are not public, specifically on like the BPs of the world, the Carvanas. Um, those guys do offer return policies. From what I've heard, the return percentages are around 1%, if not lower. Because um, if you're going to have high returns on a car, you're just, it's not going to be profitable, especially for a company like BP, who's delivering the cars, having them picked up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't... In fact, an interesting statistic is uh, 16% of cars bought at dealerships are not test-driven. Uh, so I, I don't see the return thing being uh, an issue. It's more about just giving the customers options. I don't think all customers want to buy online. I don't think all want to buy in store. It, but why not give them the option, especially yeah, if you're asking for it? What was the number? You said 1.6 or 6D? 16% of cars bought in the last year were not test-driven at the dealership. And, and like four. I can I can provide sources on that. But. Hey Jeff, on a serious note too, let's talk competition, and I'll let Candace weigh in on this because Makaya um, mentioned Carvana, and we all know Colin, um, you know, is, is is with Carvana. Candace, so I know you know a lot about those, and probably um, know you know have some accurate percentages there. And I'll let you weigh in on that. But Jeff, I mean, on a serious note, we're, we're talking about comp- competition, and it, whether it's online or not, right? And now one of the things we're talking about here today is 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 online from a dealership themselves. So now if dealers, you know, feel the pressure from an outside company such as Carvana or what have you, then you know what's going to happen. They're going to do this themselves. They're going to try to, and they already are, you know, with AutoNation has uh, their, their digital storefront, what have you. But let me um, ask this question with competition, Jeff, I mean, you know, we talk about dehorsing and we talk about, you know, spotting the vehicle. I mean, are people going to start shipping cars to people's houses saying, Hey, there, you know, there's, there's two cars in your driveway and you choose one, you guys send one back. I know that's, funny but i mean when where there's where there's the car business is competitive how do you get that out of the blood of someone you know and 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 how does that transition i mean how does someone compete in this reality so to speak jeff who's jeff uh, i'm sorry jake i'm sorry kevin kevin jeez i'm sitting there talking hey, to jeff this i heard you say jeff like four times i'm like who the hell is he talking i don't know about? man i don't know i'm freaking I'm, you know what candace is always candace. oh look it's kevin bacon yeah, he showed up oh that's jeff I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. I was looking at you, and I was thinking Jeff. Jeff Collins is supposed to be on today. That's why. That, I know that's why. Go but ahead. Uh, let me ask a question. Let's go back. I mean, you guys were joking about cologne earlier. <laughs> How many of you would go out and just buy cologne online without first smelling it? Actually, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I totally want to poo poo on your point. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. <laughs> But I think we struggle with this. With but I do some research online ahead of time. And touch the car. Uh, but I can tell you, I mean, I'm going 15 years ago on eBay Motors. I mean, I was one of those original pioneers and, you know, sold over 500 cars in one year on eBay. And I had less than 10 test drives. Wow. And that was that far back. So I don't think we can really label the entire audience as going to be, you know, someone that wants to complete that entire transaction online. Is I it going to be enough of a segment? I agree with them that what we're going to be doing in this transitional stage is we're going to begin the transaction online because what a lot of these people want is to minimize the amount of time they're at the dealership when they're ready to buy because they're completing so much of that buying process online. By the time they come in, they're ready to buy. And if you're willing to accommodate that, that's great. But, but I would counter that with this. If you're going to sell convenience, then you sell it at a profit. And these solutions I'm seeing out there are giving away all the gross. Hmm. And meanwhile, your local mini market on the corner that's selling a gallon of milk at twice the normal price is figured out. 
that consumers will pay a price for convenience. And I think that in the longer picture, the dealers that figure that out are going to be the ones that are successful with this model. That's smart. Hmm. I like that. We have a, do we have a caller, Mikey? Yes. We have a, okay. Caller. Hey, uh, this is Auto Dealer Live. We have a caller on the line. Hello? Do you have a caller? Reveal yourself, caller. Caller, are you there? You should still be there. Caller? All right. So call back if you're... If you're He's still is this the caller? You're the caller. Hey, how are you? You're calling. You're the caller. Oh, I'm... Well, hey, Tommy. Hey, Dave. Tony D. from the Academy <laughs> in Austin, Texas. What's happening, gents? What's, What's up, up Tony I thought D? that was you, man. I, his, there's only one voice like that. That was a unique voice. What's up, bro? You know, I I, I was just about to tweet on here uh, on hashtag Auto Dealer Live uh, from F&I Guy that I personally bought a vehicle from 1,400 miles away and did the entire transaction online. I saw Arnold even questioning, wait, the BDC in the Internet Department is supposed to desk the deal too? We've developed processes here at the Academy, and we're working with some very progressive dealer groups now on how to complete the entire transaction online, including the entire F&I transaction. And it's not for every dealership, but as time starts moving forward, the customer demand is certainly there. And the dealerships that adapt to it, somebody said it earlier, your, your guest on here just said, we need to work on making the entire transaction more convenient. Whether that convenience is doing the entire transaction online and shipping them the car, starting the transaction online and completing it in dealership, uh, very close to my 2017 NADA workshop submittal. But how do we make F&I convenient? I've been speaking around the country at different conferences on this exact subject, and the forward-thinking progressive dealers are starting to take take some action, making it more convenient. The F&I transaction seems to be kind of the big holdup, but we have ways around it. We got the processes. So I, I don't buy the hype. I know the hype. It's, it's coming. It's moving that way, in my opinion. Jake, let me let me ask you this, Jake. You mentioned earlier, I mean, you, you know, you obviously – embrace that that we're here and and i don't i don't argue with tony that obviously it can be done but and, and i think that we all agree with that but jake i mean what do you think about though is it is it hyped up and that's kind of one of the things that we were talking about today is it is it um are dealers made to feel like somewhat maybe they would be left behind or are they behind jake you know i, I feel like there's certain dealers in certain markets that will have an advantage if they can adapt to this but at the same time, there, there's a large percentage of the population that actually enjoys car buying and enjoys the shopping process. You know, people people enjoy shopping. That's what that's what America is. It's a it's a consumer market. People like to go to places, try things out, and then ultimately, it's whoever they feel most comfortable with that has the product that they're looking for that they end up buying from. So the relationship, you know, I feel like a lot of people are, are forgetting that relationship. And to me, it's important, and the experience that we have in our online reputation is built by the relationships that we have with our clients here. You know, Candace, um, one of the things that, you know, we have, we have, I think that was kind of an interesting uh, gradient on the show today of, of guests because I don't think anybody's denying that it can be done and that there's a segment that is doing it and should be. And I know that you're on, you know, the, the, the left side or whatever, and, you know, you would have everything done. Online, so I want to ask you this question that comes up a lot when we discuss this with dealers: um, Wouldn't the majority of consumers buy something? Not can they or do they? 
but would they mostly buy things like groceries or things that they purchase that are a lot less expensive a lot more often that would be extremely convenient? Wouldn't they purchase that online? And wouldn't grocery stores be closed if we go the model of, hey, everyone needs to go this way, cut it all out? I mean, address that. You know, and, and I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I mean, what's your, you've been asked that question before. What do you, what do you, how do you, what do you say to that? Well, you know, I, again, I, I go back to we're in, we cause this problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, we as an industry cause this problem because we have made it so difficult and painful for the customer to purchase a vehicle because it's all about our process and protecting our growth and, you know, making sure that we're pay- playing the CSI games that the OEMs have, have made us play. So, Ultimately, this is the result of, you know, processes that we have put in place, and, and the customer is tired of it. They, they, they want options. Um, somebody tweeted out recently here that if, if the buying process weren't so painful, people would actually probably enjoy coming into the dealerships, and I believe that. I, I, don't, I don't think that we have to um, go this route because it's, it's the way of, you know, that's the only way to sell cars, the only good way to sell cars. I think that there are plenty of dealerships that do have processes where customers can come in and purchase a vehicle in 60 minutes or less without doing anything online, you know, because they put them in control and they provide enough information up front to be able to make that transaction uh, painless and, and fast. But, you know, absent the evolution of um, the buying process, you know, if you don't recognize that a, a very siloed process where there's a lot lot of handoffs between the salesperson to the manager to finance manager back to the manager back to the salesperson back to the customer it's just way too arduous of a process and it it needs to change um and the customer's forcing it to change so to to answer your question i mean i think again i'm not not a proponent of saying that everybody has to go this route but Mm -hmm. i do think that you got to take a hard look at the process that you have defined and figure out a way to make it more um, transparent and to put the customer back in control and to empower your salespeople to be decision makers rather than people that just follow a predefined process. Okay. You tell me I was sitting there in, in one of you guys can take this, but I was sitting there reading, um, reading some tweets that were popping up and one of them said, was talking about an OEM and, and the OEMs, if they set prices like Apple, then maybe it could happen. And then another, I think it was CJ, uh, uh, Romig, uh, general manager of cool Chevrolet up in Michigan. I think it was CJ that said, um, it, he doesn't feel, Kevin, that it's the delivery that's really the issue. It's more the, the selection, negotiation, and paperwork. And that's coming from a general manager. What do you, what do you say about that? And then I'll let Micaiah uh, weigh in on right. that as well. Yeah, I mean, I look at famous roads and automation, what they've done. It's the same thing we've struggled with. The, the amount of paperwork and regulations that are involved to close a deal on a car are unbelievable. And, and while I agree that dealers have been a part of the problem, consumers have been a huge part of the problem, too. It's been so many lawsuits over the years is why we see all of this. I mean, I just bought some property about a year and a half ago, and I, I closed on that quicker, more easily than I could on a modern-day car purchase. So some of this you can't get away from. It's just the nature of the business. Now, on the other hand, where I get worried, and you talk about, well, what if the manufacturer puts one price on the cars? Mm-hmm. And uh, what if we do every single bit of it online? We're starting to drive automotive sales to a commodity-driven approach, and that scares me. I mean, I look at flying on the airlines today, mm-hmm. and look how miserable it is now mm-hmm. because it's been driven to a commodity-type direction. It, at the end of the day, and we provide an incredibly valuable service to the people that we sell cars to, 
And it's still important. The thousand years old axiom of building relationship and sales has never gone away. And it's going to become very difficult to build relationships if we sell cars like a commodity where you're just going click, 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 buy. I agree. I was one of those early guys, and I've watched people buy cars from all across the country. I think there's going to be people like that. But by golly, if we're going to do it, we want to do it in a model where we can still make some good money in the process. Hmm. Well said. I mean, that, that's a great point. That's a great point because it's, I've always felt like, car, I mean, I felt like car buying was an emotional decision. And because so where, where they have to have a car, they don't have to have a new car. And they don't have to have it every three years. I mean, they don't have to have it every two years. You know, and if you take out that process, will car sales go down? You know, I mean, will they go down because you're eliminating these in some ways, the the uh, emotional or the sales emotion that comes along with it? Possibly the hustling salesperson that's on the phone calling the former customer to tell them about some sort of deal that's going on, you know, that, to get them in the door, to get them out of their lease earlier, to get them out of their, you know, I mean, those are the types of things I think that force the market, so to speak. And I wonder if that hey, would change. Remember this. You know, if we were to do everything the consumers said they wanted in a survey, well, hell, we'd be giving away cars like candy at zero profit with no negotiation, nothing. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where you got to balance what's going on in the reality of the market. I think some of these people are just going a little bit too far, you know, to left or right on this decision. We can't forget common sense in what we're doing. Well, I, I, but I, I, do, I do want to chime in here because I think – you know, we, margins are compressing. There's nothing, the market is driving that. Margins are compressing. And, you know, it's interesting to me that we don't consider improving profitability by lowering expenses. I mean, we're paying sales managers and F&I managers $150,000, $100,000, dollars a year. And yet our customers are telling us that they want a faster, more transparent way to buy a vehicle, and they would, they would pay for the convenience, and yet we're still giving sales managers who aren't really even involved in the negotiating process uh, money that they probably don't deserve. So we can protect our profitability by looking at our expenses, but to try to control margins on a car when the market is going to dictate those compressions, I, I just don't know why, why we, we're so focused on protecting growth on the vehicle when we can protect our profitability in other ways. Candace, that, that sounds like a, a speech that came from an OEM. That sounds like what Tesla is saying. Was that, well, was that Paul? <laughs> Yeah, was is that saving into a profit? <laughs> There's no Paul. Well, There's no Paul, I mean, right? There's no Paul. There's no Jeff. I'm calling you guys. I'm making up freaking yeah. names. That was uh, that was Jake, or otherwise known as Paul. <laughs> Louis, is that you? <laughs> so Louis, sorry, Louis, Paul. That, your way in. Was that you, Jeff? That was Jake. Jake. <laughs> Here. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. So, Jake, what were you saying? This sounds like an OEM what? It, it sounds like the model that she just described is what Tesla is trying to employ. You know. Why, need, why do you need dealers at that point? If you're not going to have salespeople, you're not going to have sales managers, you're not going to have finance managers, well, then what point is even having a dealership? Candace. You could just have the manufacturer put their prices out there, customer buys it online, and then they go get service elsewhere. So hey, Candace, are you, are you the Bernie Sanders of the car business? No, no. I do believe that. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm just want, I just want to know. Have right? a place in this world. No, I do believe that dealerships have a place in this world, but... The reality is we've been, for so many years, we've been so focused on, you know, margins on the car and, and gross, I mean, you know, three pounders and how, how much can we get off the car and, and 
like ultimately the, the market is dictating that there, there are so many external factors that are, that are changing the market that we, I mean, you, you can dig your heels in all day long. It's not going to matter. Margins are continuing to compress and eventually volumes are going to, volume is going to decrease as well. So in order to remain profitable, you either need to increase your revenue or you need to reduce your expenses. And Kyle, to me, if I'm, if I'm an operator, oh. the easier thing to do is to reduce your expenses. So why not take a look at that? Why aren't we talking more about that? Well, Micaiah, I mean, and Kyle, Kyle, I want to get you back in as well. Kyle tweeted out earlier before the show um, when he when he found out, you know, what the topic, and we started going over the topic a little more. You tweeted, obviously, you're a proponent of this. Um, I guess my question is, uh, uh, um, Jake mentioned about, or somebody mentioned um, about the, or no, Candace, you mentioned about the sales managers making 150, 200 grand, what have you, and and. I guess my question is, though, aren't they paid based on, I mean, isn't that somewhat commission? Aren't they paid on the bottom line? You know, uh, I mean, Kyle, I mean. Yeah, because we're printing money as an industry. We're printing, we, industry has printed money. But doesn't, my experience, this is just my experience, like AutoNation, we talk about AutoNation a lot. Well, I don't think we'd be talking about them with the exception of the fact that they're huge. And I can say that because here's the great thing about AutoNation. They won't do business with a company like mine anyway, so I don't have to worry about pissing anybody off because they're they're so regulated <laughs> that you can't you can't you know it's hard to get into them. They just buy companies and, and do them and, and do business with their own companies. But but here's the question I guess I have: Years ago, they stopped hiring a lot of the desk managers. They stopped hiring a lot of these guys when they when they went through some transitions and they hired a lot of corporate people. So they sell a lot of cars because they own so many dealerships. But if you look at their numbers compared to a Group One or compared to a Penske, you mentioned earlier, they have substantial less stores. Their their profit is per unit is significantly lower, significantly lower. And so, Bingo. so my question based is, on, well, based on what? Based on well, just the growth, or based on their total expenses? Well, meaning that they're doing half the, meaning they're doing a lot less work, so to speak, or have a lot less headache or dealerships, and they're and they're making money hand over fist, which is not all about money. But I'm saying, I guess my point is, when they did away with this car guy to kind of go along this corporate model, it, you know, you law sales went down. Because if you don't have that drive based on incentivizing, then let's face it: why would people work harder to sell well, more right, cars? But you don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a proponent of eliminating a uh, a model that drives the right behavior, a compensation compensation model that drives the right behavior. But when you're when you're when you're paying your salespeople off of growth, and growth is are continuing to compress, and there's nothing that we can really do about that as an industry, um, and they end up getting minis all day long. Then why not? <laughs> put them on a volume-based pay plan, regulate and control your pricing strategies more, reduce your expenses by eliminating some of these high, highly expensed positions that are really just paper pushers, and reinvest that money into higher caliber salespeople who are going to retain and not turn over uh, you know, uh, 80% of the time. Okay. I, I feel like that, you're looking at that, that rubs a lot of people wrong because why is it greedy why is it greed to want to work hard in performance-based industry to make 200000 a year, but it's not greed to, tr- to want to take that money away from them and say, hey, you know, you should not have that so I can get my car extra cheap. <laughs> but because the job's not worth two hundred grand a year. The job isn't worth $200,000 a year. That's why. Jeez. Somebody's not driving for efficiency right now. You're not surviving. And that's why we're growing by acquisition because we're picking up dealers that are not controlling expenses. So I do not disagree at all with you. It's always going to go that way, but you got to work both ends of the spectrum. Hmm. Yeah. This is Micaiah. One thing I also want to bring up actually, because we're talking about growth um, and, and since the topic is online sales uh, and, 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 
our dealers actually do see higher gross typically on their online deals. And this is not something exclusive to us. You can look at deal track, digital retail suite. Uh, they're claiming 20% higher gross in the front end as well. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do in the dealership. And you, you need to make numbers, so maybe you lower the price of that car. A lot of the online tools are not uh, as negotiable, and the good ones at least, and you can, again, look at the ones in this industry, not just ours, uh, but the good ones will allow you to actually control your margins uh, to a higher degree because you can say, these are the markets I want in certain products. This is how much I want on that front-end gross. Um, these are the service contract markups. And all that's controlled in an automated fashion. Um, so while I'm not really a big fan of uh, making more money by underpaying people or eliminating jobs, I think technology can actually help just by uh, giving the consumer more control while also retaining control on the dealer side. And that's where I think things get more interesting on the gross retention. Let's give everybody. A, I want everybody to be able to weigh in. So why don't we do this? Let's yeah. give because we got to we got to wind it down. So why don't we give everybody a couple of minutes? We're, we give everybody a chance to to say their closing remarks. At the end of your closing remarks, guys, if you you, you some of you guys are at dealerships, but if you're on social media or you want to know, uh, let dealers know how they can reach you. Um, then then by all means, at the end of your comments, please. Go ahead and identify how that can be done. Candace may want to omit your Candace, you're getting eggs. You're getting Twitter <laughs> eggs thrown at your account right now. Well, I'm used to it. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. I, I love. I, she's she's uh, awesome. Candace so. is awesome. So go ahead, T. Makes a lot what of order do you want to do it in? Let's do. Um, how about we do, uh, okay. brother Jake? How about you go first, sir? Yeah, I, I think the whole point of the conversation is missing and discounting the fact that there are better salespeople and there's worse salespeople. A good salesperson is invaluable to this industry, and typically the best salespeople become the sales managers, become general managers, become dealers, because they're good at selling. So if, you, if you're discounting that fact and saying that the customers are buying the cars themselves, then every salesperson in a dealership would be selling the same exact amount of cars. It just doesn't work that way. So the, the salespeople that are better sell more cars, and I don't think that model will change, and I don't think the Internet is going to be able to alter that model. It's pretty much pretty much it. That's okay. Jake, Jake, Jake Sotokoff, general manager of Steve and Kia. I appreciate your perspective, Jeff. Thanks for coming on, man. I look forward to uh, getting to know you and, and having you. Dude, man, I'm, I'm, if I, who is Jeff? Freaking A, dude. I, I apologize. Today. I don't know. Yeah, Jeff is not even on this show. Jake, hey, Jake, Jake, Jake real I quick. look forward to getting to know you, first of all, by now pronouncing your name. He looks forward to knowing your name, Jake, more than anything. Jeez, man. Hey, Jake, I'm you sorry, actually, if I'll you, be Jeff. No, you can be Jake. It's fine. Jake, um, hey, where's your dealership at if someone wants to get a hold of you? How can they do so? Yeah, we're in Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, two hours outside of D.C. You can email me or at jsodikoff, S-O-D-I-K-O-F-F, at mystevenkia.com. S-T-E-V-E-N. I appreciate that, Jake. And Jake, so and Jake, here's the good news. Virginia's my territory, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not actually. I'll talk. No. All right, so we're going we're gonna to go to uh, – let's go to, uh, Ant, um, to Kyle Costa, the Internet sales manager at Bastard Chrysler in Ontario, Canada, hey. north of the border there. Hey. Hey, guys. How you doing there, eh? Hey. Why don't you give us your closing <laughs> comments, eh? So I got to hit back quickly on one thing. I think one of the biggest misconceptions with all dealerships when it comes to online sales is that we're all giving the cars away. Not every customer wants to negotiate right to the penny. They just want an easier process. We found with a lot of online deals, they're still buying F&I products, and we still have high front and back end gross. So that's one thing that's a big misconception with a lot of dealers, and I think why they're scared of it. Grosses don't have to go down if it's done properly. 
And as far as that, uh, anyone can follow me on YouTube, Chrysler Guy TV. My market, I'm known as the Chrysler Guy. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, and it's actually Buster Chrysler. Buster Chrysler. Buster right. Chrysler. Awesome. Yeah, we saw some yeah. new you know, videos. You do a good job. I found out what Waterloo meant yesterday. What Waterloo, the place where Napoleon lost and uh, never <laughs> was known again, never arose to power again. So anyway, I just found that out last night in a discussion. It's like, ironic. I didn't know you were from Waterloo. Thank you, Kyle, for joining us. And uh, let's go to uh to Jeff. Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Jeff. Let's go to my... <laughs> Let's go with Micaiah because he's Micaiah. actually with us. Okay, good job, Micaiah. Go ahead. Your yeah. your uh, yeah. your final thoughts, your your contact information. Thanks for and also thanks for being on the show and thanks for giving us something to talk about today. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, my my final thoughts are pretty simple. Um, no, a lot of people tend to take black and white issues on this topic. Uh, you know, if all, all sales are going online or all sales are in store, and you'll never have. What I would say is customers are demanding more options, and I think it benefits the dealer to offer them. Like people are saying, we're seeing higher gross margins. Um, this is actually a uh, margin sheet from one of our dealers. We get held to the same standards they're held in store. And if we don't perform to those or beat them, people don't like to work with us. Uh, but we do beat them. Um, and, and so I would say, what's the harm in offering the option to your customers, especially if you're going to see the same, if not better, margins? Um, other thing I would say is, uh, if you want to contact us, my name is pretty hard to spell, so just go to our website. It's getprodigy.com. We have the online sales platform, and in a couple of weeks, we're actually launching something really cool, I guess I can reveal on here, which is a marketplace uh, that allows customers to buy cars direct from dealers completely online, um, and it's launching with more cars than any other marketplace, uh, including Carvana. So we will see mm. you soon. All righty. Cool. Candace Crane. Yes, you can reach me at on Twitter at Crane Auto HR. Um, I would say, you know, I, I'm passionate about continuing to get people to think about some of these old problems, solving them in a different way. And I think this is a good discussion about e-commerce and the evolution around it. I, I think that there's some um, other issues that, that are more systemic that are involved in this as well around how we sell cars and, and what our process is and how we pay people. And it's all a really rich discussion that I would love to continue to have. And I would certainly love to invite all the, the egg throwers on Twitter on the show. Like, let's have the debate out. Let's talk about it. Because it's a lot easier to, to say stuff on Twitter, but let's get on the show and talk about it. I welcome that opportunity. Absolutely. She's, she, don't care. she don't care. She's just straight up. Hey, why don't you? Hey, listen. I like it. Uh, don't, don't throw eggs on Twitter. I'll meet you outside. Bike racks, 3 o'clock. <laughs> Candace. It's a baller. She don't care. <laughs> All right, Candace, thank you. And you gave your contact information. I noticed that you said people can follow you, so you're good. Thanks for thanks yeah, for being good. on the show today. We appreciate you very much. Um, I think uh, all we have left is Mr. Kevin Fry. You, do you see the lights flickering? I'm actually, we're cutting power here to start cutting down expenses. <laughs> That's smart. It's the way customers demand it. Yeah. Well, I'm going through. It's what the customers Well, I'm going to directly answer the question. Is buying a car reality? And my answer is yes. And so don't misunderstand me. I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes when you lead, you bleed. And I have not seen a solid solution yet where there's a complete online transaction where most people are not giving away a lot of gross. If you show me that, I want to see it. I'll be a digital dealer this summer. Come see me. But for now, as a dealer on the front lines, we're going to maximize profitability as long as we can, and we're going to transition this model as the market forces our hand. 
So as I said before, don't misunderstand me. I'm certainly going to prepare for it, uh, but I'm not going to rush into it. Well said. And Candace is wishing right now that she went after you because of the uh, the light comment. I bet she she was wanting to comment on that. So, <laughs> no, well, we're on the same page. Kevin and I, I'd say 99% of the time we're on the same page. Awesome. I'll, I'll give him the other 1%. It's fine. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see you guys at uh, Digital Dealer. Maybe we can have this conversation uh, there as well. And uh, Maybe we can come to Fisticuffs in person. Wouldn't that be great? If we all just start pounding <laughs> the crap out of each other with our differences of opinion? I think so. <laughs> he's hungry. you got to forgive him. So he's been on a two and a half weeks. He's eating, no joke, he's on a 500-calorie-a-day diet. It's some kind of crazy, what is it, H what? I've got Bacon. Bacon. He would tackle somebody right now for bacon. Oh, we placed all kinds of stuff on his desk, man, all kinds of food to tempt him. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate the discussion. It's been incredible, as always. And I hope you guys close strong. Or, uh, Candace, I hope uh, hope for you know, hope for your sake that dealers suck the rest of the month. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Couldn't resist. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That's awesome. That was a great panel. I love uh, the, the individuals, uh, mo- many of those we have on the show on a, on a, on a regular basis, and a few new ones um, that uh, I, I think that hopefully can come back and uh, become contributors. Somebody, I was waiting for it to come back around. It was from William McCormick, but I thought it was a pretty good tweet. Um, you can see him up on the, on the screen behind us. But, um, by the way, thanks for Tony D calling in, uh, F&I guy. Um, that, was, that was a great perspective there as well. Tony um, is, is, uh, always, always brings it. William McCormick did tweet something out. It was really cool. I don't want to get it wrong. I get the gist of what he said, but if it pops back up, maybe I'll mention it. But, Mike, before we close, man, the next up, something real important, and you're going to do the announcements here, and then we're going to back it up for you because I don't want to get it wrong. So go ahead. Let's talk well, about it. Ladies. 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 The next up wants to send you to the upcoming Women in Automotive Conference in Orlando, Florida. Who doesn't want to come to Florida? Hmm. I Beautiful. mean, it's only 95 degrees outside and 90% So let me get this humidity. right. So the next yeah. up... The next up, our sponsor. Our right? sponsor. Right? The next up. Okay. Wants to send a lady, right? To women in automotive. To women in automotive. Conference like, in like Orlando, Florida. What do you mean by Florida. sending? I don't want to get this wrong. So what's Airfare, the... Airfare. Airfare. Hotel. Hotel. Ticket to the event. Ticket to the event. What do they have to do? All they have to do mm-hmm. is submit a story. And you can nominate someone or yourself. Submit the story on their behalf. Get involved in talking about women in the automotive space. How do you submit? How do you submit? Question. I'm glad you guys asked. Thank you. How do we submit? Like if we such an How do you submit? You go to thenextup.com forward slash W I A. Share your the story. Thenextup forward slash W I A. No, thenextup.com forward slash W I A. Correct. And then submit a story. Yep. And they are going to pick the best situation, the best story, right? Yep. With the consensus and I guess a panel. And then they're going to send that lady to Women in Automotive in Orlando. When is it? June 26th through the 28th. 26th through the 28th. Matter of fact, my wife and I are actually speaking uh, there. My so sexy see. face is going to be there. We're going to be there. Auto Deal Live. We can't wait. Last year, Women in Automotive was off the chain. It was the first one. They had over 400 women there, men as well. And uh, this year, I-, I talked to Subi, I believe, a couple of months ago, and they had already met. Yeah, they've already surpassed the number of people registered. That was like a month and a half ago. Yeah, that was a... Yeah. So it's incredible. It's a great conference. It's different than anything... That that uh, that I've been to, it's really unique. But so next up is going to send a lady the winning story, airfare, all expense paid to Orlando. That's, That's pretty correct. cool. That's really cool. And next week, <clears throat> next week, next week, we have the ever elusive Clint Burns from the next Come up on. CEO oh, coming, on. coming on with Subi 
to I talk. I didn't think he was more real. about this. I didn't event. think Clint was real. <laughs> I didn't think he was either. I thought it was kind of like if I didn't meet him and see him at conferences all the time. You know, he's so he's so busy. I know he stays busy. I so, I follow him on Twitter and I see him at. I feel like it's every other conference I see him at all the time. I wanted to thank my cologne pusher, John Zimmerman. John Zimmerman, thanks, buddy. I got the I got the parfum because he's, wa- he's watching right now. I'm gonna send them this link. I'm gonna yeah, say I give hey, a by shout the way, out. Here's the tweet. So go to the nextup.com forward slash WIA. The nextup.com forward slash WIA. And we look forward to seeing Clint next week. Hey, just before we go, two things, but don't go anywhere quite yet. Listen, here's the tweet, by the way. I just thought this was kind of profound. William McCormick um, at at Bert Wolf with an E. Bert Wolf with an E. Follow him on Twitter. He just said, just buy the car cheap and I'll send you the delivery separately when you want to learn how to drive it. Interesting perspective. So he's basically saying that we don't just sell the car, we sell the experience. Well said. You don't just sell the William steak, McCormick. you sell the sizzle. Hey, here we go. We're going to go off the air. You don't even know about this. Okay, but listen, don't go anywhere. It's only how many minutes? It's only It's the five, world premiere. Five minutes and seven seconds. It's the world seconds. premiere. It's five minutes and seven seconds. As soon as I stop talking, the second that I stop talking... And the show is over, okay? We are premiering The Boiler Room. You don't want to miss this. It's really cool. It's five minutes every week right after Auto Dealer Live. On Thursdays, The Boiler Room is airing on autotainmentnetwork.com and autodealerlive.net. You don't want to miss this. It's really cool. This is live stuff. We're selling dealerships, and this is this is a boiler room. That's we'll cool. see you next week, right? The next up, Women in Automotive, Great American Automotive panel, all kinds of stuff. Don't forget, Tommy, you're going to win Serial Sales Pro hats to the Did top I win one for today. being on the show today? Come on, baby. Did I got I you one? one. I got you one, T. All right. Check this out. Love y'all. Check this out. God bless you. literally just did an ROI with us and I think they went over 40 cars now this is what I'm looking for five minutes from me to show you something number one you've never seen before and number two that can actually help move another 30 units for you guys IPDDemo.com I know hey work the deals and talk to me at the same time within 300 seconds okay I'm gonna slow down with 300 seconds if you don't have any interest I'll let you go you never hear from me again you're busy uh, I know you're busy, and I know, and I know calling you, man. I know that you're busy, you know, because you're trying to close. You're probably still trying to close out your month. IPDDemo.com. IPDDemo.com. That's what you gotta do. You gotta slow down. You gotta empathize with them. Let them know you understand what they're going through, and just walk them through it. And that's what he did. He's going to a demo. Boom. I want you to get the, the, if you ever watch the movie Boiler Room, the problem with that is there's a dishonest, dishonest group of people selling a dishonest product. And that's got the stigma of a boiler room with it. Okay, this is a high intensity, high energy sales environment because of the people that we're calling on. It's not that we enjoy this and this is the way that we would sell mutual life insurance or, or mutual funds or whatever, right? It's not that the way we would sell real estate. You're gonna walk in and say, hey, you're gonna buy this house right now. You're not gonna do that, but you're, you're dealing with the person who is busy and they're trying to figure out this month how to do these things, yes. right? 
and they're gonna spend $120,000 this month. And they're gonna spend it again in three weeks. They're gonna spend it again in one month after that. They're gonna spend it again and again and again. And if they don't get it right, their job's on the line. That's who you're dealing with. Okay, well I'm gonna ask you a question. All right, I'm gonna get this over to you. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have them send an agreement. There's no contract, but that's what we do. Obviously, it's a proposal uh, unless you sign it. So it's nothing more than a piece of paper you can throw away, eat on it, you know, sign it, whatever you wanna do with it. But here's what I'm gonna ask you, all right? Because I wanna move towards at least the ability to do business with you. So um, I think that, you know, we get off on a good foot. You like Lewis, um, you know, you ripped on him a little bit, and I think that means you like him. Um, so I'm gonna send it over to you. I'm gonna ask you for an opportunity in, in June and here's what I'm going to do for you if we can get it put together and, and you know you tell me what we need as far as due diligence to do it but if you if you put it together put it in your June budget I don't need a check has nothing to do with that whatsoever um, but I will help you sell cars in May for free on my dime and help you hit your objective in May as an ancillary add-on for the opportunity to do the sale in June so you, you commit to June, give us a shot, we'll help you. If you're moving 200 cars, I can tell you that we, Don, will help you. We will help you move an additional 35 cars. If you're a 200 car store, this program will do 35 cars. Um, you will probably do 60% used and you know 40% new, so you're looking at about you know, at your 2,800 a copy, you're looking at somewhere, you know, in in the in the ballpark of, uh, you know, uh, you know, 65, 70 grand in gross sales for used, and so probably looking at about 85, 90 grand, you know, but helping you move about 30, 35 cars off your lot, and for an opportunity in June on paper, I'll help you sell a handful of cars in May to hit your objective for free. That sound like something we can maybe do? Okay, we'll get it over to you. Lewis is going to email it. Lou, you have his email? Yes. Yes, sir. I'm saying it right now. Okay, sir. Hey, Don, I appreciate your time. We look forward to the opportunity. We'll get this over to you, and, uh, and we'll go from there, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, thanks, sir. Lou, <laughs> how fast did you do that demo? 16 minutes? Well, no, he, was like, he literally stopped me. He was like, listen, this all sounds great. Give me the price. And I said, well, I got to show you. He goes, I, it sounds good. This is so and much. Did send, him, send it to him, mm -hmm. and when you send it to him, we're just going to assume the sale on this guy. Yeah. That's what you do with this guy. likes to play around. He's too old. Yeah. All right, so just, just, just send it. He's too old to play around. Would you guys agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been doing this long enough. He's not jacking you around. So just send it over to him, and then we'll, we'll get the deal back. Thank you, sir. Good job. Good job. Where the boiler and bake. <laughs>